Hello, and welcome to Breadcrumbs, where it is our mission to minister enough breadcrumbs to provoke your hunger for the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining. Hello, everyone. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be unto you. I am excited to be here today with Derek Stewart. Uh, I'm excited about this conversation to have with him. Uh, I met Derek uh, maybe a year ago, a little over a year ago, in Brazil. We went on a Brazil Holy Ghost Crusade with Brother Robinette, and we met there. And uh, I saw Brother Stewart the whole trip, and I kept thinking to myself, I like him, and I want to meet him. And we never got the time to sit down and meet until the very last night. I, we kept walking past each other, and I kept saying, brother, we need to sit down and get to know each other. And, and we kept saying, okay, we're going to sit down, but we never really got to and, until the very last night, and we made it happen. And I thank God that we did. And we talked for like two or three hours that night. And uh, it set a, a great friendship that has remained. And uh, I'm thankful for Brother Stewart and his wife. They have come to Orangeburg. South Carolina, where I pastor, and they have ministered for us there and had a powerful time with them and the Lord, and uh, just felt from the Lord to have him on this podcast as well. And me and him have many spiritual conversations in private, and we'll call each other and we'll just talk, and it will just flow, and it's always good. So I thought he is the perfect uh, guest to have. Uh, having spiritual conversations uh, because this is kind of what we do. So uh, uh, I'm so glad to have him with us. And um, Derek, I'm going to let you kind of say hello and you can introduce yourself any way that you would like to, if you want to add anything. And uh, amen, we'll, we'll start talking about the Lord in just a moment. Yes. Well, thank you, bro, for allowing me to be on. Just something that God has done in your life and the door he's opened for you to to serve and, and sharing this podcast. So thank you for allowing me to be on, man. And just glad to, as you said it, have a spiritual conversation, bro. And I don't, I don't have to add anything. You already introduced everything. So just glad to be here. Hey, man. Well, um, so, brother, what is on your mind? Just begin to uh, share with us what's on your mind, and we'll go back and forth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And go back and forth like we do. For sure, for sure. Well, you know, one, one of the things is, you know, simply knowing in this world, you know, what's not for us. You know, we're very engaged with knowing what's, what God has for us, the blessing, the calling you know, the ministry, the, the, the word of prophecy he's given us. But I think in order to fully embrace what God has for us, we have to be able to know what's not for us, what God doesn't have for us. And so, you know, scripture says that Lucifer, bro, when Lucifer was in heaven, he said, I, I, I will be like God. Some of us would say he wanted the throne of God, but he said, I will be like God. He thought that it was something attainable. 
to be like God. And then he was cast down from heaven to earth. He was demoted. But Philippians 2 says, have this, this mind in you that was in Christ Jesus. And one translation says that Jesus didn't think being God was something that he could grasp. So I think King James Version says he didn't think it wasn't robbery, but one translation said he didn't think it was something that he can grasp to be God. And so he was promoted. He was elevated to heaven and to the right hand of God. So Satan said, I want something that's not mine. And he was cast down. But Jesus said, I recognize, hey, that's not mine. And he was promoted and elevated to heaven. The difference was that Jesus recognized what was not for him. And I would say even on this earth for us, spiritually, you know, we want to be able to be successful. We want to make it to heaven like Jesus did. But we have to understand what's not for us. You know, in this world today, if we can say it like this, there's a, a spirit of many, a mentality of many. You can be many genders. Some cultures say you can have many spouses. Some say you can have many gods. And so there's this mentality of many. I can have it all if I want it. But the Bible says there's one gospel. There's one faith, one baptism, one name. We know there's one God. And so the power of oneness is that it eliminates confusion. So when you look around the world and even within the church, there is a lot of confusion when we try to take on things that God never meant for us to take on. Um, I can continue to go, bro, but I really don't want to dominate the beginning of this conversation. But I think it's so essential for us to be able to have the discernment to know, hey, there's something that God called me to, but there's also something God did not call me to. Because if I don't recognize what God didn't call me to, when the opportunity to discern comes up, I'm going to choose something that God never gave me. And if I take that on, I won't have space for what he does. He does give me. Yeah. And um, actually, my um, I've heard my bishop say this, that in order to be comfortable with who God has made you and the giftings that God has for you, you have to become comfortable with what he has not given you. You have to be OK with what he does not have for you. And yeah. I mean, the Bible talks about we're, you know, we're one body, many members, and we're fitly joined together. And yeah. so each member has its own function. And there's some things that you're not made to function in. Yeah. And yeah. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors mm -hmm. and teachers. And, and then there's those are giftings given to men to minister to the body, to equip yeah. the body so that the the whole body can then work ministry to the lost. Um, but then that's not just the only giftings. There's other giftings that every member of the body has a gifting, has an ability, has a function. And we have to all sure. operate in our function. So uh, even yeah. if you're not an apostle, a prophet, or any of those fivefold ministry giftings, mm -hmm. you can have a gifting of encouragement. And yeah. when you open your mouth, people just get encouraged. Yeah. You just yeah. say, Hey, how you doing? And man, they just feel great because there's yeah. a gifting that's flowing. And, um, so all of us have a, a function, but we have to be, we have to be okay with what our function is not. And because like your arm, you don't walk on your arms. Yeah. You, you walk on your legs. 
Yeah, and, yeah. And then even within the arm itself, you know, you don't grasp things with your forearm. You grasp it with your hand. Right. But your right. your hand don't pull things to you. Your bicep does. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But your your hand can't grasp it if it wasn't for your bicep being there. Yeah. And your bicep couldn't pull things to you if it wasn't for your hand grasping the object that you're pulling. Right. So every member has a function and it all works together, but each of those members have a function that is not for them, Mm -hmm. but they have a function that is for them. Yeah. And so, yeah, they have to become okay with the function that is not for them and the function that is for them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so good. Yeah. You, you, you shared a scripture um, and you said, you know, that we have to walk in the light, right? That God didn't call us to the darkness. And the fact of the matter is that we can't only recognize light. We have to be able to recognize the darkness because when nighttime comes, we have, if we thought nighttime was, was, was the light, we would not wait for our hope and have anticipation of the sun rising the next day. You know, the Bible says weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so if I always think the dark is light and light is dark, I will never be able to fully anticipate what God's going to do next. You know, I think about Adam and Eve because God gave a command. He said, you can eat of the fruit of any tree in the garden. It's yours. But there's one tree you cannot eat. That one is not yours. You can't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You can't have that one. So Eve finds herself in a conversation with the serpent. And, you know, Eve knew the word of God. And we know this because she quoted the word of God. And she said, well, God said this. So she knew the word of God. But we know Satan in that conversation, he ultimately questioned the word of God. Did God really say that and so forth? And the problem was that Eve, she continued to have this conversation with the serpent, although she knew he was saying something that was contrary and opposite to the word of God. And so when Eve realized, man, this guy is saying something that's not in the word of God, it's opposite the word God spoken to our lives, she should have cut it out. She should have stopped it. She should have said, nope, this is not it. But she continued in that conversation with the serpent. And the story goes on to say that her and her husband ate the fruit and they committed the first sin. And so the issue was that Eve gave attention to a conversation that she knew was not from God. And what God says is that you cannot take authority over what you entertain. And so she entertained, bro, a conversation with the serpent, knowing it was opposite God. And when the time came to say no to it, she was not able to say no to it, to what was not for her, because she entertained a conversation. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that sometimes we entertain things that's not for us. And so we can't say no to it. And so some people, some of us, we have arguments with people about God because we entertain a conversation with someone we knew was not ready and sensitive to be convinced of the power of God. There's some conversation in marriage. We probably get into arguments with our spouses because we knew God was saying, don't talk about that right now. It's not time to entertain that. Right. It, 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 you know, if we can get even more real, you know, there's people who, you know, walk around every day. We may, they may deal with depression and suicide 
because of entertaining the thoughts of loneliness. Or maybe a man or a woman who goes to the store and they're always looking at the opposite gender. Maybe that's dressed in ways they shouldn't be dressed and they go home and can't say no to pornography because that was entertained. And so I think it's very powerful for us to know, yes, we have to accept and embrace everything God has called us to, but we have to also be able to reject and say no and recognize what God never called us to. And and with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you know, it was not, that was not an evil tree. Kind, kind of the way we look yeah. at it as, as that was an evil tree. But that's not true. It, it wasn't an evil tree. It just wasn't yeah. for them. It that's wasn't good. their tree. It that's was good. God's tree. Uh, because that's what Satan said. He, oh, no, he, he knows when you eat it, you'll be like God's. So yeah. it was a tree that God put in the middle of the garden. It was literally in the middle of the garden. The rest of the garden was built around it. That tree was in the yeah. midst of the garden. So. Mm. It was God's tree. And, yeah. and he planted that tree. He said, okay, this is mine. I, this is all. Th- this is mine. Everything yeah. else is yours. And you can have everything else. Just don't touch what belongs mm. to me. It's not for you. It's for me. And when they That's robbed good. God, they were cursed. Mm. And man, that principle can go into all kinds of stuff. Tithe and offering, that belongs <laughs> yeah. to God. If you yep. touch it, you're cursed. Your finances are cursed. Uh, yep. uh, the office, what you just said about the office of being ascended uh, above the stars yeah. of heaven. That, Satan wanted that, but it didn't belong mm-hmm. to him. Right. Uh, there's things that don't belong to us. And some of the things are not necessarily. So there are things that are bad, like the night and the day. We're children of the yep. day, not of the night. So be sober, be vigilant. Vigilant, be mm-hmm. watchful. Uh, yeah. Another scripture says about fornication and and uncleanness yeah. and all of this stuff. And it says, mm-hmm. do not practice this because you are becoming saints. Yeah. This is not becoming for saints. This is not for you. A lifestyle mm-hmm. of fornication and a lifestyle of drunkenness and a lifestyle of uh, reveling and all of yeah. these things. This is not for you because you are the saints of God. Yeah, You're holy. And this is not for you. So there are things that are unclean and not good and are evil. That's not for us. But then there's Mm -hmm. other things that are not uh, necessarily evil, but they're not for us. 100%. And and if we touch it, it's going to curse us. Not because that was actually evil, but because it just wasn't for us. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, for an example, if, if I try to do what Derek Stewart's doing, that's not for me. Yeah. So if I touch uh, your place and I and I try to partake of your place, I'll be cursed for it. It's not evil. Yeah. It's good yeah. for you, but it's not good for me. That's so good. Yeah. And then vice versa. You know, and it's, vice versa. Yeah. There's some things are just not for us, but yeah. but God has other things that are for us. And and look, so look at the the tree. He said, don't touch this tree, but you can have everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not that he doesn't have a lot for each of us. He has a lot for each of us to partake in. 
but so there's cool. something about human nature that says, but I want what's not for me. Right. Isn't it crazy? It's very crazy, bro. It's very crazy. And it's so good that you said, you said, you know, everything is not bad. Like the tree, the tree, it was the knowledge of good and evil was the knowledge of And so it's powerful because, you know, you, you mentioned giftings and just different things that it's not a bad thing. It's just not for me. And, you know, even David, you know, when he was going to fight against Goliath, the Bible says that Saul gave him his armor. That was a good thing. Yeah. Saul gave David armor to keep him protected in the battle. And any person would have been like, okay, well, thank you, Saul. I trust you. You're my leader. I trust you. I'm going to go fight with what you gave me. But David put it on and, you know, different translation says that he took a step or he tried to take a step or he walked in and he took a moment and he was like, no, nah, I can't fight with this. So he got the yeah. rock, he got the sling, the five rocks in the sling, and he went and fought the battle and he won. And so I imagine he, the armor. He, oh. he said, I, I have not proved this, the exactly. armor and the sword. Yeah. He, yeah. This ain't for me. I don't know how to use this. It's exactly. And if he would have went fight with that, David would have ended up fighting battles he never was called to fight. He was called to fight Goliath, but because that armor was for a grown man and not for yeah. David, David would have been shifting the helmet while he's fighting, you know, shifting, you know, different things, different pieces of the armor, fighting extra battles that God never called him to fight. So sometimes yeah, and, we take on... And, and fighting in a way yeah. that he wasn't supposed to fight it. Exactly. So, so certain certain battles are supposed to be fought certain ways, and yeah. you could try to fight it any other way, but you're not going to get the victory that way. There's a certain yeah. way you have to fight each giant exactly. in front of you. That's so good. That's so good. The way yeah. that God has Amen. called you to. That's so good. You know, and even even with the armor, he would have. You know, it was a good thing. Armor was a good thing. It, it's it's how you are safe in a battle. But when he put it on, David didn't just initially say, no, the armor's not for me. But he took a moment to say, mm, something is off about this armor. It's not mine. And so it wasn't just his knowledge that said, hey, this armor is not mine. But it was what, his, what he felt. And sometimes we have to be able, and some, sometimes we don't like talking about it, but we have to be able to trust what we feel in our spirit. Sometimes it's not just moments of knowledge. It's what, see, the difference between Eve and David was what they did after the fact. So Eve entertained the conversation after she knew it wasn't from God. David discerned this is not from God. He said, I can't have it. And so the difference is once we realize it's not from God, how do we respond? Do we stay in it and entertain it? Or do we simply operate in discernment and say, no, that's not mine. And so we have to be able to, as children of God, know, hey, we have to take a moment to say, um, I don't feel good about this. I, in my spirit, something fills off, and we have to be able to trust the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, bro. So, bro, since we're going in this direction, bro, I remember a time when I literally, I went to Target, bro, to the grocery store to buy a gift for someone. And I remember that day, bro, I felt so good. I, one of those days you get in the car and it's just the right song that's playing. You can probably roll the windows down and wind blow. It was just one of those days bro, where everything felt so great. And um, I remember going to Target. And once I got into Target, man, I, was, I went to get a, a gift and I couldn't make up my mind. I'm on one side of the store and I'm trying to decide. I go to the other side of the store 
I'm comp- comparing prices and brands and models. And, bro, I go back and forth from one side of the store to another side of the store. And I see a lady, and um, she had two kids with her. And I think, like, the son asked for a toy or something. And um, son or grandson. And she just about snapped on him, you know. It's like she was so overwhelmed that whatever he asked just made it pour out of her. And um, looking back on that situation, I realized it was around Christmas time, I think two or three days out, you know, from Christmas. And during Christmas time, a lot of people are anxious and fearful and, you know, emotions are higher during the holiday season. You know, people are trying to find the right gift and save money. And some people may even be going bankrupt. It's, It's such a high emotional season. And I remember looking back on that season, I felt so good going into the store. I felt great. I was at peace. It was an amazing day. But once I got into the store, I couldn't decide. I couldn't make up my mind. I saw this lady who just about snapped on her son or grandson. And looking back, I realized the spirit of anxiety was in that place. And now I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I was influenced by the spirit of anxiety. The spirit of anxiety that was in that place, people probably can't decide, probably can't do this, can't do that. I felt so good coming in. But yeah. once I got into there, it was my emotions were completely different. And so there has to be a moment where we say something feels off and we have to take the time to discern, is this from God or is this not from God? Because if we don't, we're going to continually pick up on things that God never intended for us. And just like Eve, bro, she, she took the fruit. Now she has one less hand to receive what God has for her because she has something in her hand that was not for her. And so to, to your point, you said, hey, man, this is not even just bad stuff. It's good stuff, which is so true. You know, the prodigal son, the brother of the prodigal son, he came into the, the house. Well, the, the prodigal son came home and his father, you know, basically threw him a party. And the Bible says that the prodigal son's older brother, the big brother, he did not want to come into the house because he was angry. And so he went to his father, or his father came to him and was like, you know, what's going on? My blind father talked to him and said, hey, this is why we're throwing your brother at the party. Well, the fact of the matter is that the father told the brother, he said, look, because the brother said, I've been here. You never did this for me. You never gave me a fattened calf. And his father said, you know, yes, you've been here ultimately. But he said, Everything that I have in the house is for you. Everything. Yes. Yeah. So that means that the the, the son, the, the the prodigal son's brother, he lived in the house, but he didn't have access to everything the father had for him. Yeah. And we could be in the church, not partaking of evil, but not embracing everything that God has for us. And so there comes a moment where we have to realize, like that that brother, hey, what what. What daddy gave to my little brother, that wasn't for me. Yeah. That wasn't for me. But there are some things and, that are for me. And he don't he don't know or understand that that dad was probably growing that calf for that occasion. Wow. Preparing wow. that calf for that occasion because he had faith. My son's coming back one day and I need a yeah. calf prepared for him. And so good. but yet everything else around, he's like, Hey, everything I own is yours. Everything, yeah. all the calves are yours. I just yeah. had this one prepared for him. It's going to be wow. all right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. So to go with what you were saying about you felt so good, you walked into the store, and yeah. then now this spirit of anxiety starts influencing you, mm-hmm. and you didn't notice it or recognize it at first. So mm-hmm. um, 
a lot of people may think that I'm crazy for this. Okay. A, a lot of people already wow. think I'm crazy, so I, I really, I really don't care. But well, that, uh, that, that's the predecessor to a good story, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, lately, here in Orangeburg, we have been really, oh, for quite some time, we have been fighting yeah. spiritual battles, just yes. hammering things, uh, coming against the darkness in this area. And yeah. we're now in a season where things are breaking and, mm. um, you, you, you can, you can just feel in the spirit that, and you know how things will break and yeah. then you'll see the, the aftermath later. So uh-huh. I can't say that we've never necessarily seen the aftermath yet. Uh, we've yeah. definitely seen some effects for 1000% for sure. We've seen some effects, but, yeah. um, not every, not all, not everything that's for us yet has come in. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but we've been hammering against some things, fighting some things, breaking some things. And <clears throat> so we were uh, in the street preaching. You know, we, we go in the streets and we preach. And so we're in the street preaching last Saturday. And this guy comes out of this convenience store and he's walking literally. He just steps right out in the middle of traffic. He's just yeah. walking down the middle, in the middle of the road. Yeah. And he's high on something. Um, yeah. The cop said that he gets high on ecstasy and, and loses his mind. So he's high on something, but drugs are a gateway to the spiritual realm yeah. that uh, it, it's a bypass. You're going yeah. through an unsanctioned way. And so obviously if this guy's high on things, yeah. the spiritual world has access to him to speak things through him yeah. that he may not even realize. So we're, we go to this particular corner. Uh, we've been going to this particular corner preaching for like two months, three months now. Yeah. And so he's walking literally in the middle of the street. He walks past us and we're not preaching yet, but we're holding our signs up. And he's saying, I own this street. I own this. Street. And he's mad. He is mad at the world. He's taking yeah. a cup and he's just slamming it on the ground over and over. And I mean, yeah. just mad, angry. Wow. And so he kind of disappears. And then uh, my wife and my sister are like, that's the devil. He don't own this street. We've been coming yeah. here for months preaching. He don't own this yeah, street. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a good time to preach. So I just yeah, started yeah. preaching and uh, I preached for about 15, 20 minutes. And, yeah, yeah. and I'm declaring things like, you know, the devil don't own this city. He don't own this street. God, Jesus yeah. owns this city. And finally he starts coming back and he hears me talking about Jesus and that Jesus owns everything. And yeah. he gets irate with me. And he says, it's, it's not Jesus. Jesus is not God. He is yeah. the father. And I said, sir, the father, Jesus is the father manifested in the flesh. And yeah. he hated that. He got so mm-hmm. mad at me. And, uh, I, and he's in the middle of the street still. And he gets in yeah. the middle of the intersection. I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out of the street. And he yeah. turns around and he comes at me. And he, the Lord had prompted me to get up on this, this ledge that was kind of high yeah. whenever he started yeah. coming down. I'm glad because he would have been in my <laughs> face. He come yeah, right yeah. up to the ledge and was looking up at me. I mean, so mad. I will kill you. I will kill you. And then yeah. 
you know, my mom and, and my sister and, and the other brethren that's there with us, uh, we're, yeah. you know, they're kind of praying and, and then he mm-hmm. gets my mom, spits in my mom's face. He throws the cup and he, he wants to throw this metal cup at us so bad, but he can't. Yeah. So he just mm. keeps throwing it at our feet and it, it will not hit us. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Brother Cecil yeah. comes up. He's trying to calm him down. He, he gets mm-hmm. in Brother Cecil's face. I will kill you. I will kill yeah. you. And then finally he, he goes on. And um, mm. I did realize later he got out of the street. He started walking on the sidewalks. Oh, wow. So, so that rebuke wow. worked. yeah yeah but um wow i started asking the lord and then right after that it wasn't long after that this car comes up to the same intersection stops and a man and a woman is in the car yelling and fussing at each other she throws the man out of the car and and he starts walking down the road she threw him out i mean mad mad just anger that man was angry and those people were angry and then later that day, I was praying. I said, Lord, what is all this about? All this anger. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, that's a physical manifestation of how the prevailing spirits in this area feel. Yeah. They are very angry with you, you being the church, not just me. Uh, right. But they're very angry with you because they know their time is short because things are breaking in the spirit. And, uh, so the next day was Sunday and I was telling some of the people that, and they started telling me, they're like, yeah, this week I have felt angry for no reason. Yeah. I have yeah. felt that. And then, and then I, I would, you know, rebuke it or, you know, not accept it, but they yeah. would feel the influence of just yeah. anger. And, uh, there were several people in the church that felt that way that entire week. So. Yeah what everybody was feeling in the church and out of the church in our whole city, because there were other stories that people started telling us about that past week mm-hmm. of other people in stores, just being angry. Like they, you know, people in the church would go into a store and the cashier was just angry, just, wow. ang- just anger yeah. everywhere that week mm-hmm. in our whole city. And it's yeah. because the prevailing spirits in our city are so angry. And it was influencing everyone in our city, whether they recognized it or not. But thanks be to God, the people in the church, they noticed that. And they're like, no, this is not for me. And they would uh, reject it. But yeah, so there's things that's not for us. And there's influences that will come. And we, you can pick up those influences, but not every influence, not every thought that comes through your mind is for you. Yeah. 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 That's so good. It's that powerful story you shared, um, just, you know, the preaching and the response, you know, even think about, you know, in scripture when um, Paul and disciples preached, you know, and, and Acts, it says that, you know, some people ultimately their response was to create division. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, when preaching, we're, we're, we desire great results. But it should even be encouraging to us when negative things happen because it means something in the spirit is moving, which means what's being preached has has power. You know, I remember when I was in high school, bro, there would be a guy. He called himself a Satanist and he, he, he tried to explain to me what it means. He was like, you know, we don't worship. He's like, we don't worship Satan and stuff like that. But 
Anyways, he would just walk up then to me. Then why do you call yourself Satanist? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like saying, yeah, I'm Christian, but you know, we don't worship Christ or anything like that. <laughs> bro. <laughs> you know, so, bro, he would literally walk up um, to me and whisper in my ear. He would say, there is no God. He would whisper that in my ear and say, there is no God. And that should be discouraging, but at the same time, it should be encouraging because it's like, if you are coming up to me and saying that there's something in you that is responding or even reacting to the message that you know that I believe. And so sometimes it's not a positive result or a reaction, but it should be encouraging because it means the spirit is working and that there's a response in the spirit. You know? Yeah. So I, um, I remember when you were talking, it made me think about a story. Um, Whenever we were serving with the youth, we went to um, a, a conference and we were walking through the streets um, to the, the location that the services were going to be at. And I remember we had a, the youth group with us and there was a lady and she was walking through our youth group or walking where we were walking. She just started saying stuff. She started saying things against our our young ladies. Um, I believe she was using vulgar language. It was just, you know, it was rough. And um, I remember one of the young girls in our group, one of the young girls in our group, she started to speak in tongues, just crying, speaking in tongues while we were walking. And then all of a sudden, no one told that lady anything. No one tried to move her or put hands on her or whatever. And she said, let me get out of here before your bodyguards hurt me. And it's like, we never told her anything. <laughs> the only thing that happened is somebody started praying. One of the students started speaking in tongues and the lady was like, I'm out of here. And mm-hmm. so there's such a spiritual response and we have to realize we really do live in a spiritual world. And um, yeah. it's a reason God and, has given us the spirit. And if she said, let me get out of here before your bodyguards hurt me, there's no telling what she saw. Right. right. She, may, she may have actually saw some bodyguards that y'all didn't see because of her angels. So true. So and true. she saw them. That's so good, bro. That's so good. That's so good. Now, I like how you said, you know, with just everyone in the church, you know, being able to recognize that's not mine. Because, you know, we can easily, we, the church could have easily went throughout, throughout that week and said, and not recognized that's not mine and took on yeah. that spirit of anger. When the cashier yeah. responding in anger, responding back in anger and taking on that fear that was never meant for us, you know? Yeah. That was never meant for us. So, you know. Yeah. It's, even, it's even important. Anger. Yeah, for sure. You it's know, it's important to recognize what is for you and what is not, what is, what not, is not for you. That's right, bro. That, that's right. That's right. That's right. That was the difference between David and Eve. One recognized and one didn't. Difference between Lucifer and Jesus. One recognized and one didn't. Yeah. You know? Which is interesting, actually, because Lucifer wanted something that wasn't his. And then the serpent tried to convince Eve to take something that wasn't hers. Yeah. And so if you think about it, when we're trying to take giftings or opportunities that's not ours, we're, we may be walking more in a mentality of Lucifer than we are of Jesus Christ. Correct. Correct. It's, it's a satanic mindset, mm-hmm. a demonic mindset to have what is not mine. Right. For sure. For sure. And on the other side of that, God has a whole lot for us. Because in the garden, there was one tree, he said, that's not yours. But every other tree is yours. And so for the very few things God says, it's not for you, Derek. It's not for you, Brother Elder. It's not for you, whoever. There's multiples of things that are for us. That are. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole lot, a whole yeah, lot it, of calling. It's not that God's trying to limit you or take away from you or be mean to you. It's, mm-hmm. it's just, no, this isn't for you, but I have a lot more that is. That's and, and if you take of this, you can't have everything else that I do have that's for you. Like, like you said earlier, while she was holding the fruit in one hand, she, mm-hmm. that was a hand that was taken up that she yeah. couldn't receive what was for her. For sure. She for couldn't sure. hold that fruit. She couldn't hold that fruit from that tree and the fruit from the tree of life at the same time. Mm-hmm. As a matter yeah. of fact, whenever he, when she took the fruit and, yeah. and God cast them out of the garden, he put mm-hmm. an angel there to guard it. He said, lease, they take the fruit of the tree of life and live forever. Mm. So that tree was for them, the tree mm. of life. But because she decided to take from what was not her, hers, she couldn't even have what was supposed to be hers. So good, yeah. The tree of life. So if by grasping what's not yours, it disqualifies you to receive what is yours. Wow. So good. So good. And sometimes we're praying and asking God for an answer, for a breakthrough, for a miracle, and we can't receive it because we haven't first let go of the thing we were carrying that wasn't for us. Yeah. That's so good to your point that, hey, if I don't take that on, it's going to allow me to take from the tree of life. I'll be able to receive everything that God. Man, so powerful because when they left the garden, obviously they weren't going to, in a sense, they wouldn't be able to, you know, partake of that, of the tree of life because they were going to die. Once they left the garden, they were, they were going to die there. There was no living forever. And so that that's yeah. just such a beautiful point, bro, you brought out. Thank you for bringing that out is that, you know, by her taking that on, yes, she couldn't take what was for her, but it was specific. She specifically couldn't have the tree of life, which God called yeah. them to beforehand. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Amen. That is so good, bro. Amen. Well, if uh, if you got anything else to say, I'll let you say it. Hey, we can but... talk for hours. We can talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard to listen for hours so (laughs) the the people listening they can't sit here and listen for hours (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is definitely have enjoyed it though amen yes sir yes Yes, sir it's been been a great conversation yeah i don't think there's any conversation that we've had that i haven't enjoyed yeah it's all been good yeah we, we've we've had some good. I wish we could have recorded all the other ones that we've had. Yeah, <laughs> they've they've been some good conversations. Right, right, for sure, for sure, bro. Well, um, just throwing this out there to mm-hmm. everyone that is listening, uh, brother Stewart and his wife, they are traveling itinerant mission uh, ministers, and. Uh, so if you, he, brother Stewart did not tell me to do this. <laughs> he he did not at all. So I don't want anyone to think that uh, I'm doing this because I love my brother. He and his wife are powerful people of God, powerful people of God. And uh, 
they hear from God, they walk with God. And um, when they came, they ministered to us. Uh, his wife, Melitza, prophesied to our church. Powerful, powerful people of God. So if, uh, I don't know how many ministers I'm listening, uh, excuse me, I don't know how many ministers listen to breadcrumbs. It may not be any, I don't know. Or maybe there'll be some later, but just throwing this out there, any pastors, if you're looking for a a man and woman of God to come and minister to your church, the word of the Lord, be in prayer because I know the heart of Brother Stewart. He don't want to go anywhere. God's not sending him. So uh, be in prayer. And if the Lord drops Derek Stewart and Melissa Stewart in your spirit, you can get in touch with me and I will share that information with you to get in touch with him. Um, so my name is Joshua Elders, if you don't know, and you can email uh, the church at houseofrefugeorangeburg at gmail.com, houseofrefugeorangeburg at gmail.com. If you want to uh, get with me and you want his information to to get with him, you can contact me that way. But uh, powerful people of God. Again, he did not ask me to do that. Brother Stewart is not one of those people that go around, hey, uh, is there somebody? I'm, I'm in town. Can I come preach? Hey, he don't do that. He goes where God sends him. So uh, I'm doing this of my own accord because I love my brother. And uh, hey, man, he's, he's an awesome man of God. So Amen. Well, uh, this has been good, brother. It's been real good. It, it has been good, bro. And uh, just because you said all that, I'm inclined to say <laughs> that we are looking forward, bro, to having you come minister to us in Lafayette, bro, next month. Um, but do do want to just say, bro, thank you for what you're doing. Um, definitely, you're a man that knows the, the voice of God. And I think if we don't know the voice of God, we don't know anything um, because that's really what leads us and guides us. And so I just want to thank you so much for what you're doing through the voice of God. Just the way that this podcast came about. Um, looking forward to having you next week. But more importantly, just super grateful to have your voice in my ear when we have conversations on the phone and that relationship. So just thank you both for what you're doing. Thank you, brother. I definitely appreciate that. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, we will, whenever me and Brother Stewart get finished talking, we always pray before we talk and we pray after. So I'm going to ask Brother Stewart to to lead us in prayer and uh, we'll kind of dismiss this thing in, in prayer in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, for Thank this time, this opportunity, this conversation. Lord, Thank you for Lord, the you Spirit of God that works within us and Thank speaks you, Jesus, out of us. And- it allows My us brother, to hear the spirit of God saying, Lord God, to the church. Yes, if you have your way with everyone that has listened, Lord God, minister to them, to their needs, their ministries, their families, their homes, their families, Lord God, their lives, Lord God, the things you've placed them into position in. 
We pray, Lord God, that you would Thank meet you, the Father. needs in our lives, destroy every yoke, but also, Lord God, bring us to receiving Jesus everything Christ. you have called for us, everything you want to put into our hands, Thank you, Lord, our mind, our spirit, the joy of the, Lord, of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, Lord God, the love of the spirit. There's many things not for us, but many things you called us to. And we pray we'll have the knowledge and the wisdom that the Holy Ghost has granted us. Bless Brother Elders, bless his podcast, bless his ministry, bless the House of Refuge, and bless every listener. We give you glory, we give you honor and worship, we love you, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I love you, brother. And uh, may the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be upon all the listeners. And God bless you in Jesus' mighty name.